If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and still in Texas, and the sun's still shining and it's still snowing at home. So we'll be on our way in a couple of weeks. We'll be on our way back home. I'm sure we are going to find a ton of snow when we get back there. But hey, that's fine. That's fine. I have missed the bulk of it. So I'm I'm actually super, super excited to get back home, not least of which the excitement is about getting back to my audio studio and better audio quality. While being out on the road is, is great, I do have a mobile podcasting sort of audio studio, but it doesn't deliver the same quality that I'm used to at home with a better microphone and the mixer and, and all the fun stuff that comes with that. Talking about getting back to the studio, I will be starting off my hyper-local or my local travel podcast when I get back in the spring. And that means going back to stage one of podcasting because although I'm very happy recording, editing, publishing every week, as you know, the whole technical side was set up for me at the very, very beginning. So I have to relearn it all over again because that was five years ago and I need to update a lot of things. So I've just signed up for a membership site and I'm going to be telling you a little bit more about that soon because I'm going to be working through that and all the training courses on there to get back in to podcasting from the very, very beginning as I set up what I think is going to be called Cottage Country Insider. And it will be a podcast about all things related to our gorgeous cottage country region of Ontario. So as I say, I will be talking about that because I'll be documenting my uh, my journey along there every step of the way. I just wrote an article for VRM Intel about starting a podcast. So if any of you guys are out there and think that you might like to do this, I am issuing you a challenge. Do it. Get going. Get in touch with me at heather at vacationrentalformula.com and we'll do it together. I love this medium. I think it's really, really important and it's growing every single day. So come on and join me. Start a podcast. Get in touch with me and we will do this together. So as you know, if you're a regular listener, Every week I interview, well, sometimes I do a solo rant, solo episode, but most weeks I interview the best and the finest in this industry. And we talk about absolutely everything from operational things to social media, to marketing, to setting up your website, to hiring a property manager, to being a property manager. So you'll know that we talk about everything. And along the way, over the five years, we've talked a lot about property management. And and I know that many of you manage your, your bookings and your property 
perfectly fine on your own. You do it all yourself. And that's fantastic. But there are a lot of different options out there now for people who do not want to do that, who don't want to be dealing with the inquiries and the reservations, and who certainly don't want to be dealing or cannot logistically manage the cleaning and the maintenance. So for a number of owners, I know what they do is actually go into property management themselves. They they think, okay, I'm managing my couple of properties perfectly, wonderfully myself. And I think now I can start managing other people's. And, and for a lot of people I know, this is how they have started and grown their property management business. And those businesses are really flourishing now. And according to Hostfully, there's around 23,000 property managers in and across the US. So, you know, this is this is a growing business. So a long time ago, I, I, I started thinking about, you know, this is a this is a business that could be franchised because it, it needs, I think it needs people on the ground who, who really understand the business, not just to do the property management side, you know, the, the maintenance and the cleaning, but are there to do the meeting and greeting and to deal with all the issues that come up and to give a real, the, the, to be the face of the company. So I toyed with this idea a long, long time ago, and then it, it just went out of my, my, uh, my head. And it was only recently that I heard of a nationwide and, in fact, an international property management company that has made its name in residential property management but has now moved into vacation rentals. Now, the other thing I wanted to mention was the wonderful people there are in this industry, the influencers, the enthusiastic professionals who want to share everything they know with as many people as they can. And I love that because it wasn't there when I started back out in the late 1990s. So it's a great thing to have happen. So to meet Billy O'Sullivan, who is the head of the Vacation Rental Management Division of Property Management Inc., was an absolute pleasure. We've talked a lot over the phone, or on Facebook, in fact, and occasionally on Zoom over the past couple of months. And I deliberately didn't ask him at that time what Property Management Inc. was all about, because I wanted him to talk about his philosophy on rentals, and then to talk about PMI as well, to learn about this new franchising opportunity there is for property managers or for for fledgling property managers who are looking to get into the business and really learn it from the inside out very, very quickly and have a system to take forward to manage all their properties professionally and successfully. So Billy's one of these hyper-enthusiastic, motivated people that make this business the way it is. And it's been an absolute pleasure to to get to know him. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Billy O'Sullivan from Property Management Inc., who is going to talk to us about renting responsibly and then explain what PMI is. Hey, I'm here with Billy O'Sullivan from PMI Rentals. Billy, thank you so much for joining me. We have talked on the phone. This is the first time I'm actually seeing you face to face. And it is 
it is great. And aloha to you too. So with that in mind, give us a little background on you and what your journey into this industry and where you are now. Cool. Well, uh, nice to meet you too. And it's, it's great to see your face. I, I have not been in the business as long as you have. I know few people have, but uh, I, I, this is my 20th year as being the owner of a vacation rental. I purchased a, a property when I was in college at USC. And, uh, and after I got out of college and I moved out of the area, my mailman gave me the great idea to turn it into a vacation rental. He, I used to rent his place up in Big Bear, California all the time with my buddies, and we probably were not the best vacation rental guests ever because we were young and obnoxious. Uh, but he said, hey, you should turn this place into a vacation rental. I'm sure there'd be a lot of people who would like to um, visit the Sunset Strip and uh, you know, party or hang out or, or have a good weekend time. And, and I thought, you know what, uh, that's a great idea. And so I, I turned it into a, a vacation rental. Uh, I kept it kept it furnished and uh, hired my neighbor to do uh, cleaning and maintenance. And, and uh, it's been a part of my life ever since. I, I got into the, the real estate business. I did some development and did some sales. And, and, uh, and, and my dream was to live in Hawaii and, uh, and spend, spend my life under the palm trees with sand in my toes and started building a vacation rental portfolio out there uh, as, an, as an owner. And um, and then uh, and then started managing for others and kind of the common theme, the common denominator in the business is that, you know, you if you want it done right, you got to do it yourself. And then everybody else wants you to do it for them, too. And so um, had a lot of fun and, and just really stoked to be uh, in contact with people like you that are, you know, that are at the top of this vacation rental space and uh, and just trying to do good things and, and be positive. I'm really interested to to hear about a property that you started 20 years ago. That how how did you advertise it then? There was a there was a website called greatrentals.com. I remember that one. <laughs> and I was uh, I believe the VRBO I guess was around, but I, I chose to go for Great Rentals, and I um, I was a commercial director uh, and uh, directed TV and and music videos, and so I had this wonderful video produced. Uh, about my condominium and that's I think what set it off because because I had a video I was one of like seven people that had videos and so they put me up on the top of anything that was in California like I was like one of five rentals that were on the top of all California so um, yeah that was my main uh, marketing source I also pitched it out um, uh, to an, an email group of producers and actors and directors in the area through the Screen Actors Guild so I was um tapping into a couple of little creative niches uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then just that website. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah I, I, I love to hear these stories because so many people, you know, have just come into this and they have no idea what we used to do way back, way back then. Um, sure. and, you know, signs on the lawns and classified ads in the newspapers and one or two listing sites that, uh, that of course, quickly, very quickly got swallowed up. So what, what do you actually do now? I mean, I, uh, no, t tell us just briefly what you're doing now, because I know we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about that later. Well, I, uh, I, I own a vacation rental firm in Hawaii, and, um, and, I, and I still have a, several vacation rentals that I manage myself, kind of scattered all about, some on the mainland, some in Hawaii, and in several different locations in desert, mountain, and ocean settings. 
but I've been the, the director of, uh, of vacation rentals for Property Management Inc., uh, which is, a, uh, is the largest family of independently owned and operated vacation rental uh, franchisees in the nation. So I've uh, just been trying to lead that movement in the right direction and help uh, teach and train people appropriately to do good things and be good stewards of the industry. Fantastic. We are going to come back and talk about that, uh, that, that later on because I want to hear more about that because it, I, I find that quite fascinating. Um, so we will return to that. But the topic of today's show is responsible rental. Um, you know, when we chatted before we scheduled this, this chat, uh, we, we both decided that responsible rentals seem to be a really good topic to go for because we hear so much about the industry being so fragmented and we hear the horror stories and the horror stories from, from guests who have had bad experiences. I'm not talking about the owners who've had bad experiences, but the guests who've had mm-hmm. the poor experiences. And, and I hear these and I, you know, it's this, I always hear this great sigh, here we go again. Because how do we, you know, what could we do to prevent these things from happening? When we were chatting beforehand, I mentioned an article I'd read this morning by Christopher Elliott, who's the consumer advocate. Now, Elliott is not my favorite person because I don't think he likes vacation rentals very much. Mm. But then he's an advocate for the consumer. I think for, on, on his side, he's forgetting a little bit that, uh, that owners are consumers too. But he wrote the article, and I'm just going to pull it up here so because I'm going to quote from it. These extra vacation rental charges are ridiculous. And the reason I'm, I'm starting off with this, because I really want to use this as a jump in to talking about what responsible rental is actually about, what, what this means. And he starts his article off with, uh, with these words. When I walked into my Hawaii vacation rental, I collided with a wall of hot, humid air. Instinctively, I scanned the house for a thermostat or air conditioner. I found a small wall unit, but I couldn't plug it in. It had a lock on it. I called the owner who said she'd be happy to remove the lock if I paid her an extra $300. Whoa. And Elliot goes on, seriously? Seriously? So... It, it just it just seemed really appropriate that I read this this morning just before I was going to talk to you about responsible rental. So you probably haven't had a chance to read right through that yet because we we've been talking ever since I, I sent you the link to it. Well, but uh, but just from that 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 opening paragraph, what what impact does that have on you? Well, it, it it's gut wrenching because uh, first of all, Hawaii is a very tough place to rent for that reason, right? Everybody expects air conditioning. Uh, what I don't think a lot of folks realize is that Hawaii is by far the most expensive place to run any sort of electricity, and so that's why, as a as an owner, as a manager, and as a guest before all of that, I experienced this several different ways. I, uh, uh, an air, air conditioning bill in Hawaii is commonly for a two-bedroom unit that's used often over $1,000 a month. And so owners will buck the manager to do silly things like this, and I do think it's silly, to lock off an air conditioning unit or, or force some sort of a smart technology that has these boundaries on them so that, yes, you have air conditioning, but only just a few degrees or uh, or what have you. But 
yeah, you're right. It goes to the whole thing of renting responsibly because we have to be super communicative to these people who who've saved up for maybe a whole year or two years or three years to be able to afford a Hawaiian vacation. And maybe Mr. Elliot's not that guy. Maybe he's luckier than, than most and he just gets to go on vacation. But I try to treat every single guest and every owner with the understanding that these folks have spent a lot of time working really hard to save this money. And when they show up in Hawaii, they either have to know that a, they get free air conditioning and it's going to be icy cool and comfortable so they can sleep at night because it is super warm compared to where a lot of people are coming from. And B, uh, that most places in Hawaii still do not have air conditioning for mm -hmm. the reason that we, up, we, we open up all the windows and the doors and we let the trade winds blow through. And that's the aloha spirit. Like the, um, the wind is part of the experience. And so to close up all the doors and windows and have this like um, Las Vegas type experience where you're just in this icy cold is not the way that the locals live. So a lot of the people that have lived there for a long time and then turn their home into a vacation rental, uh, they first of all don't want that big bill. Uh, they also just like the idea that, you know, we, we open up to the world and we let the, the world cool us down. Uh, we do not do that at any of our vacation rentals. We do not have locks on anything. And we're very open to communicate with guests about how uh, bugs live there. Uh, you know, we, we do have mosquitoes in Hawaii. We do have uh, little geckos that eat those mosquitoes. And we have uh, uh, humidity. And we try to talk with them through uh, the opener so that they understand that when they get there, if there is no air conditioning, that we've disclosed two or three times and had a phone call with them about the fact that they did rent a place with no AC. Mr. and Mrs. Guest, are you cool with that? And um, uh -huh. so yeah, I, I, would be, I would be ticked off too if somebody wanted 300 of my dollars to unlock the AC. Absolutely. So I, I think what, what, what's come out of that is that transparency is one of the keys to being a responsible owner is is being upfront uh, so owner and manager i mean just just to go on a little bit segue back into that article the outcome was property manager actually paid the guest back the money mm. they did not know that the owner apparently they didn't know that the owner had made this charge it wasn't the property manager that did it it was the owner Hmm. and the guest had only contacted the owner. She hadn't contacted the property manager. So there's a lot more to this, a, a story like that. But really, it comes down to transparency and um, being upfront in the first place, just as, as you have said. And everybody being on the same page. I mean, that's another big, big disconnect is if your owner has is, is, is got the reins on something that's so important as air conditioning or the, the, the level of comfort for the guest, and the manager is not aware of it, that's a big problem. Mm -hmm. uh, so making sure that as the, as the professional manager, the owner trusts me enough or my team enough to be able to make those kinds of executive decisions. And yeah, at the end of the month, they, they call and they say, wow, I got an $800 air conditioning bill. And we say, well, you also got a $5,000, $6,000 check on top of that that says, you know, you can make your mortgage payment and some additional mm -hmm. monies. So let's put the little sign next to the air conditioner that says, Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Guest, do us a favor and, you know, don't overuse this, please. And we find that, that just a little uh, aloha and a little love goes a lot longer than a lock, uh, <laughs> yes. and a lot further than a lock. So, um, so, so what, does, what does renting responsibly mean to you? 
Wow. Oh my gosh. It means so many things in this day and age. Uh, we've had, you know, regulations and, and just, just communities kind of starting to come down on vacation rental managers as being not so good people or not so nice people. And I just think that, that as, as a manager, the first thing that I do when I, um, when, when I take on a new vacation rentals is I go and I talk to the neighbors, you know, I, I, I grab my little gadgets, uh, you know, like I use a noise aware, I use a, a, a touch stay or your welcome tablet. And, you know, and I try to educate the guest as much as possible on how to be a good guest uh, in Hawaii and to, to act like a local and, um, and, and, you know, to do some of the things that, you know, that, that we like people to do in Hawaii, like don't be loud at night because sound travels really far and these kinds of things. But if I talk to the neighborhood and I bang on everybody's door and I said, Hey, I'm Billy. I'm the local vacation rental manager. You may not be all that stoked about this, but your neighbor hired me to, you know, be, be doing this vacation rental thing. And, and here's what I promise you. I mm -hmm. promise I'm going to talk to the guests and I'm going to let them know that you are, you know, Mr. Jones that lives next door and that you go to sleep at 10 and, you know, and, and for them to be having parties, uh, is not okay. And, and, and so that's, that's the first thing is just good old fashioned communication is, is kind of at the core of renting responsibly. I think that's why there's so many places that are requiring uh, owners. Like in Hawaii, you have to have a, a local on islands contact. Mm. You can't be an owner manager, like self-managing from afar, because if something goes down and you're 5,000 miles away, you can't do anything about it. So, um, those are the kinds of things that I think it, it starts with. Um, and, and it just kind of spirals up from there and in a good way. Yeah, I'm glad you, you mentioned that to your neighbor relations as almost as, as, as the number one uh, criteria there, because that's exactly what we did as a property management company in Ontario. We, we partnered with a local association, which is the Federation of Cottages Associations. There are, I don't know if you know, that there's 250,000 lakes in Ontario. Wow, cool. I did not know that. Yes, it, uh, Ontario awesome. has 20% of the world's fresh water. Mind you, Ontario is a very large province. Right. But, uh, but in, our, in our unique area, about two hours north of Toronto, th there are thousands and thousands of lakes. And around every one of these lakes are, are cottages. So each one is a little community in itself, and every lake has its own association. So the Federation of Cottages Associations brings all these people together. And we started working with them about five years ago, maybe, no, maybe longer, maybe six or seven years ago, to promote responsible rental because there was this anti-rental organization beginning, you know, this feeling beginning to grow mm. on each, in each of these associations, you know, the, the not in my backyard type of thing. And what is happening, of course, is that investors are coming in. It, it's not the traditional old style of vacation rental where you know, granny and grandpa came up every summer on, January the, on July the 1st and they stayed right the way through to Labor Day and all their kids came up and it was as though they lived there. Right. I mean, now it is, so many properties are now on Airbnb and it's made for a, a, some difficult situations. So our first... A point in the uh, paper that we wrote for the Federation of Ontario Cottages Associations, the first point was neighbor relations. That cool. anybody uh, renting their property, if they're doing it independently or if they're doing it with a management company, the first thing they do is tell their neighbors. 
And so it was, you know, we are so definitely on the same page here. But I see, I, I hear often from owners who are renting their properties independently. And the first thing they say to me is, oh, I'm, I'm not telling my neighbors. <laughs> but, well, they're going to know. <laughs> right. And, and, and if, you, if you tell your neighbor and you, and you approach it in a very respectful and responsible way, your neighbor becomes your ally. Whether they like it or not, they, they want the property and the street to be safe. They don't want there to be any shenanigans. They want, they want everybody to be on the up and up. And, and it's amazing how when I speak with the neighbors, the neighbors will kind of report back to me, oh, you know, the, the guests have been so cool. Uh, you know, we, yeah, I was worried about there being too many vans in the driveway and ah, the kids and everything. But you know what? The kids came over and, you know, we, we put uh, Lilikoi together. Or we did this or we did that. And it kind of integrates them into this little, yeah. this little community. The, the point that you made, I think, is, is easily my second most important point, which is that after communicating with the neighborhood, if, if you can't find a seat at a table where somebody is talking about a positive way to work on the short-term rental community, you need to build the table. Uh, and there's so many little little communities that don't have uh, a, a board or a sounding board where people can go and talk about it. it and positive, negative, you know, indifferent, whatever, uh -huh. to go and have a voice. So um, the fact that there is this cottage uh, federation of cottage association that you've been working with is is uh, is amazing. And and yeah. that uh, and to be go to be able to go to uh, not just like a VRMA, but to go to like UVRMA, like Utah Vacation Rental Manager Association, or or, or just a, a hyper local spot where you can sit and maybe commiserate or <laughs> chat <laughs> chat with other managers about what's going on and how to look at it in a positive way and uh, you know uh, adjust. Yeah, I, I love how these smaller organizations are, are growing up. Um, the, the Blue Ridge Association, have you heard of, of that one? In, um, ooh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to look Tennessee? it up because I'm going to say, is it Tennessee? I'm, it could yeah, be Tennessee. I think so. Yeah, and they, they got together actually as a, as a factor of, um, of having very low occupancy at a certain time of year. So the, the uh, owners and managers got together and created a festival uh, at this particular time of year where they had this, this really low point in their occupancy, um, and it, the, the Blue Ridge Festival. And that has brought many more people into the area at that particular time. I mean, it's, it's been going for about 10 years now, I think. But they have stayed together as an association, the um, Blue Ridge Lodging Association. And I'll put, uh, I'll put a, a link to that on the show notes because it's really interesting to go and see and go and see the history of the Blue Ridge Lodging Association and how they, they did this. They got people together, created the common voice, and it's really working then, of course, you know, there's people like Megan McRae, who, who is the voice, really, of vacation rental or short-term rental advocacy, not only in Nashville, but, uh, but more nationally now. And, of course, we both know Derek Eaton. You work with him. I've met Derek on a number of occasions. And he has done so much along with his colleagues in Seattle. These little organizations, it doesn't have to be huge. It only has to be four or five of you to start off in a small area to create that voice and start making a difference. Yeah, one thing that Derek and I were actually talking about this morning, we, we were discussing that you, you, you can't think that somebody else is going to do it. 
you can't be complacent. And, and if there's something that's rising up against you, you can't say, oh, well, so-and-so will do it, or maybe they'll get together and do it. If, if Derek didn't put his money where his mouth is and go and attack the situation in Seattle, it had been over and done mm-hmm. with by now. And they're, they're, they're putting another bill together right now that he's going back in and, and, and trying to make some, a fair situation out of. And um, I, I think that's a very valid point. Don't, don't be complacent if there's something negative that's happening. Go and, and let your voice be heard and, and just, just make sure that it's fair for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's not that difficult to, uh, to start getting people together and, and creating these small communities. Um, and, you know, the, the one thing about it is, is, is creating that common voice, but it's, it's also getting the message out that the majority of people are renting responsibly. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've been blessed to work with, you know, hundreds and hundreds of managers in different different uh, ways along the journey of, of doing business. And yeah, you hear about people who maybe don't care as much as they could. But I think by and large, like you and I were talking about before the show, is that we're passionate about this. And if we're not going to really care about our guests and about our owners and about our community and about our government and everything, then it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And um and we really need to take a step back and just keep keep being passionate about it and good things will happen. Yeah, how do we deal with um with some of the people who are coming into this industry that don't who are not in that frame of mind who who have more of of an eye to the money that's coming in rather than their responsibility to their guests and their community. You know, um I dealt with this in the real estate world, you know, real estate sales and development. And we just kind of, we educated the competition out of being competition. We, we just kept doing what we were, we were doing and uh, maybe singing a little louder or chanting a little louder about the things that were most important for us. And I think that the owners for, for the, these big professional management companies that are coming in, I think the owners will ultimately choose um, who cares more about their property and um, and ultimately the little guy will win uh, <laughs> that's the I don't know I think I think David versus Goliath I think David's got a pretty good shot I think so too I know when we started out you know, talking about things like book direct a number of years ago and it, when when things started changing maybe maybe when it when Expedia bought out home away and TripAdvisor, well, that was back in 2007, I think TripAdvisor took over FlipKey, which was such a lovely little company. You know, we've just been talking about it a long time and I think it's growing. At that time, we, we had this thing of David and Goliath and we were, we were tiny. David was mm-hmm. tiny, but David seems to be growing and I'm very happy to, uh, to see all the evidence of that going on. Yeah, I mean, as a guest... I think with Google and with, you know, with just a good head on your shoulders and understanding that there's lots of managers like yourself out there and hopefully me and, and uh, the other folks that I've been blessed to work with, you know, you can, you can do a Google search and find somebody that uh, it's a, a very helpful and caring manager that's a pro and, um, and, and, you know, suss them out on their website and, and book direct and, Gosh, I think if you add up what the, the guest is uh, paying and what the manager is paying, you know, you're saving 20%. That's, that's a lot of money. One other thing that I think is, is very important for me about renting responsibly is transparency. That goes back to just making sure that your guests know what they're, 
they're getting themselves into as far as, you know, if they come to a tropical climate and they're from Park City, Utah at, at altitude, you know, they may not understand that there's mosquitoes and that's just part of the deal, you know, it's just part of the, you know, you have wildlife and, uh, and, and big waves and these things that can ultimately hurt or kill you. Like, so we, we always talk about water safety a lot when we're bringing people to Hawaii and, and you kind of have to start by thinking that folks are completely ignorant to your neck uh -huh. of the woods and to give them a, a big breath of your local fresh air to fill them full of the information that they need to be able to come and, and safely have a good time. And so that being transparent in that way, and then also going and being transparent to the owners on the back end and saying at the end of the month, when you're as a manager delivering them an understatement and saying, here's this guest came through from this uh, travel agency. And you know, this is what they paid that travel, you know, that really starts to help people understand the, the power of booking direct and, Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. If they would have gone to our Princeville vacation rental site, they would have saved this much money on their vacation. Holy cow. It's, it's, you know, and, and it, it costs us $500 to list on, uh, you know, on every home away channel. And so we spend 20, 30, $40,000 a year on these little one time off listings and booking fees and all this other stuff. So, so opening up and talking about all of those things as a manager makes you a lot more human I think that uh, that owners are thinking that managers are making a ton of money in this day and age. And um, it's a lot of hard work to do it right and to be responsible. That's one of the most important things about renting responsibly, too, is, is that part of the, the, the conversation. Yeah. So you've, you've alluded to guest education. That to me is a, and some of the things you said are exactly the same things that we're telling our guests. There are mosquitoes. Don't go in the first two weeks of May because there's black fly. Don't feed the bears. Don't we'll feed about, the bears. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, it's on people's bucket list. They want to see a bear. So how best to see a bear is you just leave a few bones outside. <laughs> and the next thing you know, you've got a bear on the deck. <laughs> and you can stand in there and take photos, take photos from the inside looking out. And then, then they realize that, oh, now we can't go outside. And the kids are frightened. And so, so yeah, it's these, these things that, that we tell our guests, you know, don't attract the wild, there's a lot of wildlife where we live. And don't attract it because it could actually have an impact on your vacation at the end. But it's also, you, I mean, and you mentioned this before, educating guests about noise. We, we tell ours that noise travels across a lake. The acoustics are very, is very, very good on a lake. So if you stand on the dock, at five o'clock in the afternoon and have a domestic with your spouse, every single person on the lake is going to hear it word for word. Nobody realizes this unless you tell them. And I think what it is, is for, for owners and, and possibly managers too, we're so used to the things that actually happen in our area. We expect everybody else should know them too, like Hawaii and air conditioning. You know, if, if you don't tell people, you just think that everybody should know that electricity is expensive. But if they're not telling their guests about it, how do they expect them to be uh, economical with it? Right. I think that we have to over communicate so that we don't, you know, because our lives are so busy. Our guests' lives are probably even busier. They're doing their job. They're doing their thing. They have this mindset of coming to the lake in Ontario and they're going to have this particular 
you know, experience. And so when the emails come across from us about the important things, maybe they're not that important to them. They still want to have this vision of them with the beer at the end of the dock and the whole nine yards. So they're not really focusing in on that. So if we over communicate a little bit, or if we sprinkle in different types of communication, like God forbid, a good old fashioned phone call to like, tell them, you know, say hello and like tell them a few of these important things. Um, that's another thing that I think is kind of important about the responsible era that we're, we're moving into more and more is that t- there's so much electronic communication that, um, that, a, that a check-in phone call or a hello phone call is, uh, is sometimes hard at, at large scale, um, but it's, it's, we, we, we do it and it's, uh, it's, it's extremely important to, to have that voice to voice. Yeah, interesting you say that. I was at a conference recently and at a, a, at a meeting with about 20, 20 or so people and we were talking about communication and how we communicate with guests. And this one lady said, I only use text because everybody uses text now. So I only text. And we were saying, well, would you not communicate with your guests in the way that they like to be communicated with? Because we, we often talk to our guests and say, would you prefer a text or a phone call or an email? And she said, absolutely not. She said, you know, I, I, I'm not going to, she said, everybody texts now. And, and I wanted to sort of raise my hand and say, well, actually, I don't. <laughs> you know, I could be I one of your guests smart. and you're going to text me and I'm going, to th- I'm going to think, I actually want to talk to somebody. So I found that to be an an interesting perspective on a a very powerful vacation rental manager. I like your your stance of asking them. I think you can never go wrong if you ask somebody because once they give you the answer and you go with it, then you guys have an agreement. Mm -hmm. Do you want to call? Do you want to email? Do you want to text? If if text is the way to go, then let's go. Um, I'm going to steal that if you don't mind. (laughs) Well, we we often get inquiries and somebody will say, a phone call is best or text is best. And that goes down on our profile for that guest. So if cool. anybody in the office picks that up and they can see, um, you know, this, this person has contacted them, or we need to contact that person, they can go and see that profile and it says, oh, they'd like to be texted or they'd like to be phoned. And then we follow that protocol. That's communicating responsibly right there. <laughs> I know it from my point, my, my point of view. I, I, that would very much like to get a phone call. Um, yep. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, anything is better than nothing at all <laughs> in terms of communication. Um, and I, the last five Airbnbs I've been to, we have not had any communication with the owner or manager whatsoever. After, oh, really? Yeah, after, after getting the um, information on how to find the property, that's it, you're on your own, guys. One thing that Derek, we've talked about Derek a lot, but Derek and I have been trying to perfect over the last couple of years is exactly like after the first night, you know, did everything go as expected? Uh, is, this, is this what you thought it was going to be? Taking their temperature there and then that right before checkout, because we all know how important as a manager it is to get those positive reviews and to get reviews, asking them, okay, you're checking out today. Was everything cool? Are you, are you still happy? Did you have a good vacation? And we intend on giving you the five-star review um, as soon as our cleaner and our inspector gives it the thumbs up. Do you intend on giving us a five-star review as well? And kind of trying to make that agreement with them that we're, mm-hmm. we're both happy. Um, and we find that then people tend to leave reviews. 
So they've agreed to it. So, so what about um, issues of scale, Billy? Because as, as you grow, I mean, we've got 180 properties under management at the moment. You know, as, as you scale up like that, um, what are your thoughts on how, how you can manage that? If, you've, if we've got you know, 100, 100 departures on the same day and on the same day you've got 100 people going in. I think uh, you have to find kids from the local community college who like to text. <laughs> uh, no, it, the, the, more, the more personal you can make it, obviously, the better. But to ask one human to send 100 uh, conversationally oriented text messages and expect to have two or three or four or five touches with each individual mm-hmm. is probably uh, not reasonable. However, uh, asking a couple of the people at your office to own if everybody owns 20 guests, you know, then you could find a way to make it work. Um, if you were really uh, gunning to have a big bump in your reviews, I know um, yeah. the way that the OTAs are changing things. If you don't have a certain amount of reviews in a certain amount of time, your placements dropping. I think that's why there's a lot of people who are uh, grumbling on the, 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 the chat rooms on Facebook about, you know, placement is that they're, they're not getting the, um, the frequency of reviews and or the, the, the high star amount. So if you're in a position where you feel like your placement's starting to drop, you could, you could yeah. uh, put together a campaign of this kind. Yeah, like it. Well, you, you mentioned a couple of things. You'd mentioned noise aware. I think it was going to talk to the neighbors and you, you took along all the, the things that you, um, your owners use or your rental managers use. You mentioned noise away, you mentioned touch day, you mentioned your welcome. What other apps are you finding are important to, to help your owners and managers rent responsibly? Uh, we also use a company called Evident ID. Uh, if, if there's an owner who's very picky about who they're letting in their property to offer them a, a way to uh, screen, pre-screen the guests to do a little background check on the guests. Uh, it's rare. We are getting into more luxury properties, so uh, people are a little more skittish about who they let inside. Um, especially, un- unfortunately, it seems like all the press that the uh, vacation rental business gets is not good press. Although people like you have been in it 25 years, people like me have been in it almost 20 years, and I've had just I've had a couple of dicey situations with you know tens of thousands of guests uh-huh. and I've had a couple of bad situations. I, it's, it, it's safe. You know, it's not, not a big deal. Um, I, I think taking a little basket with your toys when, when I was doing a lot of sales, you know, I, I would load up the noise aware to show the, the neighbor, you know, how we were, how we were trying to be the first people to, uh, to find out if there was some sort of an activity or a, a party going on. Uh, uh, and, and then, yeah, like t- a touch day to, 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 to get a hold of the guest and, um, and then something like Evident ID, I mean, those are that plus the human element of having a manager who lives there in the community or nearby or has a representative that lives in that community, I think is the most important part about mm-hmm. um, being a responsible manager um, is just proximity and or having people that are close. Um, because when something goes sideways, it's really easy to squash it if another human shows up and says, Hey, I'm Tom. I'm with the management company. What's up? You know, and, and that'll kill 99.9% of any issue. That's what we use. No major secret tricks, just good old fashioned handshakes and smiles. And it's vacationing after all. Right. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. What about, um, I mean, you mentioned Touch Day and I know there's a lot of digital welcome books. And what do you think is the value of having a digital welcome guide that, that sort of provides that guest education? What are your feelings on that as being a, a, a resource for educating guests? I think it's amazing. I, I mean, you could really tell a story and paint any sort of a picture in those tabs and videos. And um, regardless of which platform you're using, I'm leaning towards the ability to communicate with the guests sooner in a, in a beautiful way so that they understand um, visually and, um, you know, and in text what they're getting into. And they can, they can share it with their other family members right off the bat. And they can, oh, hey, look at this it's got this Google place and we should eat here and we should surf there and we should do this and mm-hmm. do that. And, and it's kind of a blessing and a curse because it like, it's, it sparks up a lot more pre arrival conversations. So for, for at scale, it becomes a lot more back and forth, which is, it's good. It's kind of tough sometimes because people want to be really chatty. Um, <laughs> So it's hard to keep up with that. But like I'm saying it with the biggest smile on my face because you can't blame somebody for being like super stoked about, oh, do I go and, you know, surf here or surf there? Like, you know, you plant, you get to plant seeds earlier. And I, and I, um, and, and then you follow it up with those things that are really important to me. Like in Hawaii, I've mentioned it before, is that the water safety, like, yes, there's lifeguards on the beaches, but on Kauai, there's nobody out there. If you get taken out by a wave, goodbye. It's one of those things where um, you have to be super duper safe about it. So for us to get in their head right away that mother nature is so much more powerful than you can ever imagine and to treat her with love and care because the last thing that, thank God we've never had it happen, but last thing we would ever want is to have a guest get really hurt or, or gone on vacation. So um, I think that using those kinds of tools to get into the cell phones and tablets of the guests sooner so that they're sitting there and, and kind of starting to dig into that information is a really powerful way to start to affect them and to get them uh, boned up on what a great time they're going to have. These platforms are relatively inexpensive. I'm certain yes. if you're an independent owner, it's, it's not an expensive thing to, to, to begin uh, or, or to buy into a digital welcome book of some sort. And I'll be putting um, links to a number of the different ones in the show notes. So if anybody's listening and wants to go and have a look at those, then, uh, then I, I highly recommend that you do that. Um, Billy, you just touched on something that I, I wanted to mention just before we, we, we finish off here and talk a bit about PMI. You talking about how awful it would be if somebody went into the water and mm-hmm. got taken away. And, and it's insurance. And I, and I think you've seen that I've been posting quite a bit recently about the importance of property managers, rental managers, having E&O, errors and emissions insurance, and being fully covered for third-party liability. And I, you know, I've mentioned that we are currently involved in a lawsuit for a slip and fall yeah. accident. It's really brought it to to the top of my mind that there are so many owners and managers out there who are managing other people's properties and who may not have this insurance. And some, I spoke to somebody recently said they'd never heard of it. When I said, hmm. are you insured? They said, oh, they were insured. Their business was insured. And I said, well, what about E&O and um, insurance that covers you in case a guest at a property 
has a slip and fall accident because you as the manager will also be cited. Is it, is it something you bring up with all your managers? So we're, we're lucky enough to where we, we professionally do this business. We're, we're in states where they force us to be brokerages. And so as brokers and having licensed realtors slash managers, uh, we have amazing E&O. It's, uh, it is expensive. Uh-huh. Uh, we also work with, uh, like, we, we love the rental guardian guys to make sure that there's a, a appropriate HO6 policies for specific types of condominiums or homes that have uh, a pool. We have an additional layer of protection there for anybody that's got water on site. And as much as it's not the most fun subject to talk about, getting a hold of somebody who is um, in the know about a vacation rental type situation where you as the manager, uh, as an owner, as a manager that's inviting guests and contractors and housekeepers and other sorts of people onto the property yeah, you have to be covered six ways to Sunday these days because, uh, well, y- you know. I know, I know. Yeah, the knock on the, when, when you get the knock on the door and the guy standing there with an envelope that says you've been served, mm. that really brings it home to you that, oh my God, I'm so glad I have got the best insurance ever. Because really, we've heard nothing except the lawyer called to say, oh, by the way, I've been engaged by your insurance company to act on your behalf and call me anytime because the insurance company is taking care of this. It would be a very different yeah, matter just, if, if we weren't well insured. Yeah, good, good for you. And yeah, the, the best advice ever is just to make sure that you speak with a professional that understands that if you're not insurance minded, which I know a lot of us aren't, we're vacation minded and happy minded yeah. people. Um, so get a hold of somebody that, uh, that speaks that language and make sure that, um, it is a vacation rental type of insurance person because we found a lot of owners will get scared away from doing any sort of short-term rental by their normal carrier. Uh-huh. It is just like a, a, a the regular insurance gal or guy. Um, but when you go to somebody who's who understands how the vacation rental world works, that um, there is a safe way to get it done um, so that it's so that everybody's protected. Yeah, I just want to get that message out there because it, it's, it really scares me to think that you know, a lot of people doing the, the um, rental arbitrage and you know, they, they are managing other people's properties. If somebody has an accident at that property, they are going to be cited. So you know, this has been a great conversation and we could probably go on for, for a lot longer. I want to ask you about PMI because I, as I said earlier, I deliberately haven't asked you before because I don't know what this is about and and I wanted to give you the opportunity to explain how it works. Well, thank you. Uh, so a couple of years ago, I met this guy named Steve Hart and uh, he's the co-founder and president of Property Management Incorporated, uh, what we keep calling PMI. And Steve and his partner, Chris, had uh, 11 years ago decided that there was no really solid franchise option for people to become independently owned and operated exclusive owners of a territory where they could go and do long-term management. And so they started this thing called PMI and, uh, and they sold franchises for residential managers. And I don't know, my timeline might be a little off here, but you know, five or six years later, they decided that they were going to launch a commercial option. Um, so they had these two pillars 
And then three years ago, they launched a, a homeowners association option. So you could buy a PMI franchise and you could do residential homeowners association or commercial. And then when I met Steve, he was he, he had the, the foresight to be able to think that, wow, if somebody bought a PMI franchise and they wanted to pick one of these four pillars, including vacation rental, we need to have an expert, I guess that's me, to, to go in and build a system. And the, the thing that got me about PMI was that Steve wanted to work with the community. And unlike a lot of the big competitors out there that are, you know, VC-backed groups uh, that are building their own software, being all proprietary and kind of closed door, closed-minded, I said, Steve, if, if we're going to do this, man, we've got to work with these vendors, these kinds of people that know what they're doing, that are like members of, of, uh, of our community that go to the trade shows that are hustling to try to build the best tech. And these, these little, the little guys that are all like trying to communicate together that are building their APIs and like making this whole thing move and shake. And, and he said, great, let's do it. And I said, so that way we can like be focused on recruiting cool people and be the cool kids club of like, managers that you know that have been doing residential for years and years but they keep hearing about this vacation rental thing and they used to say no to it but now they can learn about it and they can get software for mm -hmm. it and, and get get responsible and get systemized and then start taking on vacation uh, properties as the new as a new part of their business like a new um yeah like as a new pillar of their business and uh, and then new newer folks that are that are searching around on the web that are interested about being a professional vacation rental manager but have no clue where to start that want to have a, a family and a brain trust and a crew that they can uh, get to know and work with and and have a safe place where you can share ideas and and have somebody like me from the start that trains them on these things that we just talked about you know mm -hmm. is um, be, being a cool part of the community and being a, an integral part of your neighborhood so that people aren't afraid of what's going on in the house down the street where there's new cars in the driveway all the time and, and, and using the tech that we've talked about and, and all these fun things that you and I have discussed is what is at the core of Property Management Inc. It's a franchise deal. It's a community of, we, we have about 80 uh, managers that are all doing vacation rental uh, there's 260 or so uh, PMI franchisees that are uh, uh, international and national. We have a we have a, a crew in Malta, we have a crew <laughs> in Costa Rica, and uh, and more and more international offices opening all the time. But it's these little guys, you know. It's it's yeah. David and Donna and and David and Donna, you know, like crew crewing up, um, all with the same gold standards, care and love and respect for the industry because. From day one, when they enter into the vacation rental business through this this property management platform, they get to hear it from me every day that these are the most important things and that hospitality at heart and hospitality with heart is what makes this whole thing go round. That's PMI. Well, that, that, that's wonderful. I love this, love this idea. You know, I mean, we've been involved with the Vacation Rental Success Summit for the last, um, last three years. Unfortunately, we just postponed 2019 into 2020. It's one argument that I always had with prospective sponsors and exhibitors when they said, oh, these are just owners. They're not going anywhere beyond that. And my argument was always every one of these people, every one of these professional owners who comes to these events is the property manager of the future. Everybody starts with their own property, or majority of them start with their own property, and then they get the bug, 
people say, you know, I, I, I'm consumed by this now and now I want to grow and I don't know how. And that's when they get all the questions. It's one thing managing your own property, but when you start managing somebody else's, this is exactly how I started back in 2003 with managing, you know, all of my own properties. And then, you know, my sister wanted me to manage hers and the guy down the road and wanted me to manage his for nothing. And, and I had no idea, no idea where to start. So I, I think that, you know, that I'm fascinated by the whole idea of a franchise where you can, where you can buy into a system is, yeah. is, is really, really good. So where can people hear more about PMI? Uh, you can go to propertymanagementinc.com, propertymanagementinc.com. Uh, and, and you can learn all about the four pillars of property management. And for me, um, definitely you never know everything about the vacation industry. As you know, it changes all the time, but the most compelling and exciting part for me about PMI was to, to learn about HOA management because mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've been kissed so many times as a board member or an owner inside of an HOA, but to understand from the manager's perspective, uh, residential management, because I'm diversifying my portfolio now as I get a little bit older, and I want to I want to understand residential management and um, and uh, and commercial management. So it's kind of this cool recession-proof business where you know there's always different kinds of you, you you can shift or pivot if necessary to a different kind of management. If you're excited about property management, which I know you and I are, it's an interesting option. You should check it out. Well, I'll put information on the, on the show notes and, uh, and can people contact you directly as well? Billy, B-I-L-L-Y at propertymanagementinc.com and uh, I'll be happy to answer any questions that you have. There's also four pillar heads. There's four partners that are uh, uh, at the tops of each pillar. It's like me. So there's a residential guy, there's an HOA guy, and they've all got tons of experience. So it's kind of four different pieces all, uh, all working together as one big team. Perfect. Okay, well, I'll make sure those are at the end of the show notes. So I just want to thank you for, for joining me today. It's been, a, it's been a great conversation. I know you're heading out tomorrow to go and visit my friend and business partner, Erica Muller, and she's going to share with you everything about uh, the Certified Vacation Rental Agent course and Vrolio, and that is one dynamo of a lady. Yes, I love it. She's my type of girl. She's just <laughs> all fired up about everything. And and I wanted to thank you for uh, for everything that you've done for the business and uh, and just being so open and honest and 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 communicative. There's a lot of respect for you and uh, out out here in the field. And so just keep up the good work. Thank you, thank you. And I hope we get to actually yeah meet face to face at uh, at some point. Yeah, anytime. <laughs> Invite me up, and we'll go jump in the lake. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Billy. Well, thank you, Billy O'Sullivan from Property Management Inc. That was that was terrific. I love to hear. I, well, I, I always love it when I know I'm so much on the same page with somebody else in this business. And I don't know, the vacation rental industry seems to attract a certain type of person. And I guess it's because we are in the hospitality industry. So if you are not enthusiastic, motivated, outgoing, and you love people, you're probably not going to achieve much or achieve as much as you'd like to. So uh, it was a pleasure. It's a real pleasure to see Billy come on to this, come into this 
vacation rental space and really start taking it by storm. So watch this space. Billy O'Sullivan is going a long way. And, and I'm very happy to have had this opportunity to talk to him about his philosophy of hospitality and of responsible rental. So as I mentioned, everything we talked about will be in the show notes. If you're interested in talking to Billy about PMI, then you can go to him directly. I have put his email address in the show notes as well. So that's it for another week. Um, Next week, I am talking to my friend and business partner, Jason Beaton. We talked last week about lead magnets and the type of lead magnets to create. And Jason's joining me next week to share his thoughts on how we do that technical side, getting that lead magnet from our creative side out to the end user, which is actually getting it out to the person who's signed up for it. Uh, And we'll be talking about a few other things related to websites and how we can drive traffic to them and, and also using Google Analytics to figure out what's working and what's not. So I'm looking forward to that discussion and looking forward to have you with me then. Um, So for now, thank you for joining me and happy listening. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.